Hello and welcome to A Vague Idea. This is a comedy trivia podcast. I'm Nate Regolia. Each week, we subject our guests to a list of topics to find out if they have a vague idea. And this week, we're going to be talking about something uh, that's, that, I mean, it's, it's close to, it's near and dear to all three of our hearts because we literally uh, yeah. live, live in it and, and mm-hmm. have for our entire lives, which is wild. Because there's like only the three of us who have been here our entire lives. Well, my wife has too, but still. Yeah. There's not it's very many a, people. Such a small group now. Yes. Yeah. We're going to be talking about the, uh, the, the amazing aspirational state of Colorado where everybody with money from other states wants to move mm-hmm. and take their Instagram photos now. Um, especially because we're slightly less on fire than a lot of other places, at yeah. least at the time of recording. Slightly. Hashtag. You should make it like an immigration test. Like, if you don't know, if people don't know the things that that you ask us about in this podcast, they cannot move here. Off to Texas. To pass the test. Sorry. You know what? I uh, that's this is going to set a good bar because this is not an easy. These are not easy topics. We were born here, so we. I mean, we don't need to know it, but you guys need to learn it. All all you listeners out there in I want to live in Colorado land, but I don't. We better get it together. Um, so yeah, I, all three of us, surprisingly, amazingly, all three of us are, are Colorado natives, quote unquote. Although I don't, I don't particularly care for the term natives. Uh, I don't like the bumper stickers. I don't like any of the elitism associated with it because I think that we should be a magnet for cool people. Um, I just think that we need leadership that plans around cool people showing up so that it's still affordable to live here when you're a less cool person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> cool. Very important. That part, yeah, you do have to be cool, you know, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's I mean, so many not cool here. Oh yeah, no, I mean that's the thing. We gotta, we gotta I get call the not, not cool. Out. Yeah, we yeah. gotta get them out. Yeah, we're but gonna they build pay for comedy shows. So I mean, that I like that part of it for sure. <laughs> They're like entertain us, cools, and we're like, okay, you can eat us. <laughs> we will do it. We will dance for you. Yes. We are your monkeys. Yeah. Um, so, uh, listeners, our, our, our first guest is a returning guest who you have heard twice before on the show. We talked about dancing, and then we talked about the film Flashdance. And mm-hmm. uh, th- our returning guest is a wonderful comedian in town who has recently been able to do some socially distanced shows. Uh, this was, uh, you know, around the September uh, area of the calendar yes. here in Denver. And that, yes. that particular person's name is Christy Bukley. Welcome back, Christy. How oh, are hey. you? So happy to be here. This is one of my favorite podcasts to do. It's really fun. And I have been doing socially distanced shows and ones that are not as distanced as I would like them to be. (laughs) But, uh, you know, uh, this is my job. And, um, you know, it's important. It's a some would say essential. Only like five would say that, but um, no, I, I I think laughing now is probably more important than ever because the only real other option is to scream into a pillow until yes. you figure out a way to commit suicide. So mm-hmm. I I think laughing is key. Plus, um, I would say that like uh, having you screaming not- into if you're screaming into a pillow, the uh, method's right in front of your face, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just turn the whole just, situation around, yes, and lean back, exactly. and let it go. <laughs> just, just Seinfeld your Costanza. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but, but Christy, I was going to say, I mean, I think it's, I think it's fantastic actually to have not socially distant shows because what's better than comedy situations that lead to more 
bits for the next thing, right? Like, you, yeah. you know, in the past you'd say, oh, you know, I was, I was just in Provo doing this set and man, these Mormons just don't laugh at anything. And now you can be like, oh, I just did a show the other day where uh, literally people are like trying to spit in my mouth and I'm like, get out of here. It's a <laughs> <Yeah>. pandemic. <laughs> And then yeah, you can comedically like, cough oh, on the audience. Those right. people hate, it's like, oh man, I just did a show up in uh, Weld County and none of them laughed, but now they're dead. So I don't have to <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of them laughed, but they were all smoking oil wells until yes. they died. Yeah. Uh, classic Weld County. Um, hey, so uh, our, our second guest is a, is a new guest, but also a member of the Denver comedy scene. Uh, and you also run... Um, the Rotating Tap series of comedy yes. shows. Speaking it's... of good socially distanced comedy. Ooh, there you go. You, you heard it here yeah. first. Or yep. at least while you heard it here. Nice. <laughs> yep, while the weather's nice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Steve Vanderplug, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this sounds awesome. I'm very excited. Well, uh, I, I appreciate your enthusiasm. Um, you know, uh, sometimes people just aren't. They're like, woo, I don't know. What am I doing Woo! this for? I know you, Nate, and I guess I'll give you a half an hour to an hour and a half of my time. <laughs> and here we are. Um, so it, it, here's the wild thing. So yeah, uh, like we said before, we're all, we're all uh, people born and raised in the state of Colorado. So we're going to talk all about the great centennial state uh, this evening. And I have a, a list of topics uh, ranging from the uh, reliably knowable to the impossible to probably know it all okay. uh, because I, I, I had no idea either. So did you learn gonna... a lot preparing? I, I did. I learned some very nice. cool things and I, I will not posture as some sort of all knowing uh, entity, but uh, yeah. So, so let's get started with yes. the opening question. We'll start with Christy. So, uh, okay. but you're both going to answer this question. So don't worry. And this is, this is one of the more uh, fun and open ones. So uh, because we're all from here, I just want to ask, what's your favorite thing about our home state of Colorado? Oh, great question. Um, I think that my favorite thing about Colorado is just the fact that um, there's, other than like an ocean, there's literally almost every type of uh, like scenery and um, there's deserts, there's plains, there's mountains, there's uh is that all there is left no there's um there's uh, i think there's forests. there's some savannah there's, there's a, a savannah. there's a step there's some step there's oh some there's, tundra. there's a bunch of step there's a lot there's, of tundra we got permafrost out the wazoo it's mm -hmm. fantastic yeah uh so that's the part uh just i i mean i i am a history teacher so i had to take history of colorado class and just find figuring out how diverse our state is and how the geography really like shaped a lot of our uh stuff is really interesting to me so um i just love it here I, every time i try to think about moving i visit other places and i'm like everywhere else is so stupid like people who move here do have it right <laughs> oh I, so. I think i think they absolutely do i don't have i mean i i think we have this incredible benefit that most of the people here are sort of inherently nice too. Yes. So not only do you get all of these wonderful natural amenities, I mean, uh, but you also have people who are actually pretty chill to deal with, who yes. aren't, you know, it, it's a blend of the sort of Midwestern accommodation with a little bit of a, uh, 
a drive that you would see in the West Coast or in the East Coast. Yes. You don't have to deal with the like, I'm going to literally knock you over and then force your hand onto the third rail mm-hmm. and then take your job kind of energy. It's, yeah. it's dialed down a little My bit. My only complaint about Colorado is the food. Every The food is better other places, but... Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, we don't really have a regional cuisine of any mm-hmm. sort of kind because because as a as a state that, you know, was sort of founded by carving it out of other people's cultures we sort of went uh we'll kind of touch some of it yeah but we don't, i mean we we do mexican food here very well but yeah. Chile is, you know yeah pretty colorado yeah. but it's also new mexico so yeah right yeah so great great wonderful there's job, my Christy. answer thank you well done steve what what's your uh, what's your favorite thing about about our our wonderful state uh i would say the outdoors and in terms of like that just the fact that we can be outdoors most of the time and even if i choose not to when it's nice and i'm hating coronavirus i still like that i could uh mainly like red rocks is one of my favorite places on the entire planet mm-hmm. and that's yeah. like an outdoor venue uh and then i grew up like snowboarding so it's just like going up to the mountains and being in the open air and nature uh and not to be like i don't hike it's like a pretty cliche thing for Coloradans right now. It's like, oh, I love to climb 14ers and I'm not about that life. But just be able to be outside 300, 300 days of sunshine a year. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. That's so true. Yeah. We have the seasons, but you can still be outside a lot of the time. So that's really nice. Like in LA, you can be outside all the time, but like you, time passes and then you don't even realize it's been three years because nothing yeah. changed. Yeah, because like, because Christmas has happened and you're like, oh, it was 74 degrees yesterday. I don't even know how. Yeah. Why, yeah. why is it December? Yeah. I mean, I, I think there's there's the beauty, like our, our our days of sun is is kind of a double-edged sword for me because I'm, I'm so much of a like, I'm an indoor kid, English major sort of person. So like, mm-hmm. I relish every opportunity we get for like gray weather because it just gives oh, me yeah. a reason to go, oh, I can just take a break. Because like yeah. my, my, my whatever biometrics or whatever it is, is sort of set to like, oh, if the sun's out, I have to go. I'm going. Like, mm. that's what Colorado says. And it's nice to have a break from that. Um, but I, sure. with that, though, I think that like one of the cool things about like overcast days in Colorado is it forces like everybody to chill out. Yeah. Like, everybody is calm. There's no road rage. People aren't pushing each other, shopping. And if you're like in Seattle or somewhere, you have it all the time. It just either makes you angry or depressed, so it's like yeah. nice that we- it's like a gift. And and the thing that and the thing that I I tend to like to say too is like de- uh, Colorado really only has like we have sort of two seasons. We have summer. Mm-hmm. Well, we have three seasons. We have we have summer and winter, and then we have grab bag, which takes up all of the space yes. in those areas. Yeah. And grab bag is beautiful because in the middle of February it'll be seventy two for two weeks, yeah, and in the middle of December it'll be it'll be eighty. And, and then we'll get like crazy snow, like last week where mm-hmm. the first week of September, it's just 30 degrees for two days, which was honestly one of the nicest things that I've ever had happen. I was like, oh, I've, yeah. I've been really exhausted of being hot and it's wonderful yeah. to dance for I two th- days. I, I thought it was nice too. And I was like, I got a new coat. I made sure everybody saw it. Steve was there. It was a very yeah. important part of my day. Oh yeah, well, that, you know. jacket fashion is so big here. You know, because oh. you have to have every type of jacket in Colorado: yeah. light jacket, medium jacket, parka. Because you literally jacket. get to wear each of them for like two and a half weeks each, and that's yes. yeah, red jacket, blue jacket, 
one jacket, mm-hmm. two jacket. <laughs> yeah, you you know what I'm talking about. I wrote I uh, that book is actually about me. So. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. No, I, I have so many. I have so many jackets and coats for that very reason. Because I'm like, oh, well, cool. I have like a medium weight brown pea coat that I can wear for like those six days where it's between 35 and 45, but it's not actively snowing. <laughs> right. It's great stuff. Well, uh, excellent. Excellent work on the opening question. I'm going to award each of you two points. Yes. And it's time for round number one. And Steve, okay. we'll start with you. Do you have right. a vague idea? about Lewis Ballast and the cheeseburger. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, so Ballast was a, a guy who he, he was a, on a voyage here with Coney, Mr. Coney, and uh, they, went, they went up to the mountains and tried to open up a restaurant and uh, Ballast wanted a, a hamburger shaped building, but Coney wanted a hot dog shaped building and uh, there was a whole lawsuit and they fought over it for years. Family is just ang- angered all the time. And Coney ended up winning. He had to move his hot dog house to uh, Bailey, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And Ballast went to uh, San Diego, I think. Is yeah. that right? Is that, is that I correct? I mean, that, that's great. That, that is a great answer. I, I'm not going to confirm I, or not until, until Christy's had a chance. So, Christy, yeah. uh, do you have a vague idea about Lewis Ballast? Yeah. Um, wow. See, that's so amazing that you knew all of that uh, so correctly. Uh, if you haven't seen the Coney how, uh, Hot Dog House, it's on 285, uh, tucked away. The cops do try to catch you. There's a speed trap there. Be careful. Um, but uh, Ballast, this was honestly like one of the top feuds since um bell and uh tesla honestly since tesla was down in the street like this was like industry feud that you haven't even like seen yeah and um it was it was like it was crazy and yeah you're right like some some family members it it, we got it was like a hat-filled mccoy situation um except for with meat so um (laughs) (laughs) so you're right uh but um lewis uh with the hamburger thing um he just had he moved mid out to the midwest uh after that shamed disowned by his family because he didn't uh do the hamburger name proud and uh he um that's where they go to eat uh hamburgers <laughs> french fries and and all other gray foods where they love it and all midwest. other gray foods yellow so is that is that that's food like that's yellow Okay, because I was thinking of gray water and like, no, I'm I'm sorry. Because gray food would be like, uh, this has already been eaten (laughs) once, but you can still use it. You still got it. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, not gray. I'm sorry, yellow. Uh, That's where they headed out to the Midwest where they like their yellow foods. You're welcome. <laughs> Great. I, I love the idea. And, and honestly, like the Midwest does love yellow foods, right? They do. You got, you got your mac and cheese. You got your various other things covered potatoes, with cheese. Potatoes. Yeah. Potatoes. Oh, are yeah. Uh, yeah. Potatoes covered in cheese. Uh, Lewis Ballast. Who is else. that? Now I'm like, who is it? I can't even remember. Everything covered in cheese. Um, so Lewis Ballast ran a restaurant called uh, Humpty Dumpty's. Humpty Dumpty Drive-In. In, and in 1935, Louis Ballas of Denver, Colorado, that's where his restaurant was, was the first person to trademark the name Cheeseburger to describe a hamburger with cheese on top. 
So that is the origin, or at least the official owned origin. It is highly disputed. There are several other people running, mm -hmm. uh, you know, restaurants and such who claim that they were also making cheeseburgers. Uh, but but Colorado owns that uh, that legal distinction that That's that as far awesome. as the uh, food after all, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. got to learn that. Isn't that amazing? Um, I thought that was neat. We um, do burgers well, so. It's true. It's true. I, uh, maybe that's actually our thing, and we didn't know it this whole we, time. We do have that beef lobby. I didn't, mm. I didn't realize we had a beef lobby because I didn't need a whole – we didn't need a whole lot of red meat when I was a kid. Mm. It's sort of a, not a thing that we did in my household, but uh, later in life, yeah. We got the good times. We got the <laughs> various other stuff. Uh, great work. I'm going to give each of you three points because yes. while both of you were wrong, you, you both – created compelling narratives that I think could really serve as the screenplay for the real version of this story. And that really Pony Island little house is real. Go see it. It's not a real, it's a restaurant, but it is, it's a yeah. cool little place to go People to. People live in it. People live in there too. They do? You <laughs> sure. don't know. Okay. <laughs> I used to live in Bailey. I was like, no, they didn't. Come on. No. Okay. We, we do have, uh, we have one of the, like old uh, modernist design McDonald's here too. I think that's on East true. Colfax and Aurora, right? Yes. That's like the actual like arches are uh, like flying buttress supports of the outside of the building. Yep. Uh, I always love that. I always thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, it's time for round number two. Christy. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's, you're going to start. Okay. Do you have a vague idea about Mesa Verde? Oh Yeah. Um, I, I have, I do have a vague idea of Mesa Verde. Um, Mesa Verde, uh, is down in Southern Colorado. Uh, I actually tried to go visit earlier this year, but, uh, COVID had it close. Really annoying. Um, <laughs> it's between, uh, gosh, where was I at? Cortez. It's near Cortez, Colorado. Um, oh, and, yeah. uh, the Indians, uh, like it was their dwelling, they do dwelling, uh, housing and they actually just, um, carve it into the side of the mountain and they, it's a very communal living situation. Uh, and they, um, there's just, you can go visit it. It's beautiful. It's really cool. It's beautiful. Um, there's like, if, if, if going all the way to Cortez is too much for you, you can kind of go see like a mini version down in um, Manitou Springs, uh, some like Anasazi dwellings. But um, yeah, that's where Mesa Verde, uh, I can't remember, but is it, are, is that the Anasazis where they just like up and left all of a sudden is at Mesa Verde? Uh, yeah. it, also, it, it also means green table. Uh, it sure does. You guys, I just <laughs> wanted to make sure you guys knew that part. Um, but yes, that is my vague idea of Mesa Verde, which I've never actually seen because of COVID. So, oh, well, we're gonna, but I, we're only gonna... had, I only had time to go visit it because of COVID, but when I got there, it was closed. It's a real catch-20. It's a fucking Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, God. Time <laughs> enough at last, and you can't even go. Yeah, I, I believe I believe it's Anasazi. Um, that's what I always heard. Um, could be a, a, an ancient Puebloan. Anyway, uh, Steve, what can you add about Mesa Verde? Uh, it is a national park. Hell yes, oh, it is. Oh, yes. Good point. Uh, I actually have been there. And I could tell you that they like, they the, the layout of the structures inside, like mm -hmm. underneath the cliff, because the cliff would protect them from all sorts of weather 
uh, and 360, 300 days of sunshine. Yeah, got to stay out of that sun a little bit. But, yeah, but they like they structured the houses uh, really smart. Like they, the, I believe there's a, like some of the first known uh, like structures to have kitchens. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. didn't have. Nobody really knew about kitchens before. Mm-hmm. And so they created like a space just for food to prepare food and cook food. I think they're called kivas. They Anyways, are. Go ahead. They are. Go <laughs> yeah. ahead, Steve. Sorry, that's I don't really wanna... good. That's Thank fine. Uh, also, tivas are a brand of shoe. Thanks. Okay, <laughs> I didn't know that. Steve knows stuff. <laughs> yeah, Tiva. If you want to sponsor the podcast, you can reach out to us <laughs> at a big idea pod on Twitter. Uh, yeah, no, that's 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 great. Uh, you know, the the beautiful thing about this about about Mesa Verde is it is it is such a, a amazingly dense uh, community built into just the rock, the face of the rock wall. It's remarkable yeah. to see. I mean, I it, yeah. it sort of I remember. I think we went on a field trip when I was in when I was in elementary school, and I and I I think it's one of those places where it would almost be an ideal place to live. Like I get that yeah. it would be cold sometimes, but it would be such a cool environment. It, it just yeah. feels like Fraggle if Rock. You had in a lot your, of ways. If you had, yeah, if you had your community and like chose like, and it was just around your yeah. people, like your the cools, as I like to call. Yeah, it. yeah. if we got um, the cools down to Mesa Verde, yeah, that would be deal. so fun. It would be like a little tiny house community, but carved into rocks. So the, that'd be super cool. The the other uh, very cool thing that that. Uh, neither of you brought up, but I think it's always very interesting. Is they did all they did all their farming on the top of the mesa. Yes. So you have this intricate sort of ladder setup that leads from a carved out cavern, and I'm doing a lot of arm gesturing for the listener to, yeah. to make this. Make this yeah, sense. he's but really you, painting a picture. But you really you climb up. I mean, almost like two two to three stories, four stories even, to get to the top of this mesa, where then you have farmland. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Corn, squash, and beans. Yeah. And I mean, like talk about it. vertical integration, right? Where is American corporate thinking when it comes to this? We should be uh, farming on the top. Oh, the original bottom. green roof. Am I yeah. right? Yes. Okay. okay. Very good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also, they were basket makers. Um, yes. And yeah, and the, big, and the big mystery here is is that they all just kind of disappeared one mm-hmm. day. And uh, for a bonus point uh what do each of you think was the reason that they disappeared um i've heard that uh i i mean it was probably um disease initially that like the the great um migration of disease throughout america that uh killed most of them off and then they were just uh they moved down into New, New Mexico and different areas um, to join other tribes or um, just sort of move out, but they could no longer be a, a stationary um, group. They had to become more nomadic at that time is what I always was told. And they follow that because tribes do similar uh, art, art. They found similar artifacts and pottery and the basket weaving stuff sort of migrated down through this Southern Colorado and into Utah as well. Right on. Yeah, death and ennui. Steve, what do you think? I'm going to go with white people. Uh, <laughs> yep. no, I'm, I'm going to say white people showed up and started killing people. Uh, I, that's my most common. Other than that, I'd say like fire, but I'm pretty sure that it was like white people coming from like Wyoming down mm-hmm. that like kind of started to slaughter them and chased them out. And that's why they migrated south. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't, I'm not 100% confident, but I'm going to say like Cowboys and shit. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I like that a lot. I mean, I, I feel like. Um, when did they disappear? I can't even remember though. That's like what, around what time? So around, around 1285 would be the yeah. year when they, when they disappeared. Yeah. But, um, oh, I mean, I'll, it could be white people, Steve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Just, just really, really punctual white people. Yeah. They, they showed up early, uh, early and They didn't often. get the credit. They didn't get the credit. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do like the idea though, because it sort of, it plays into the Western cliche of just like, oh yeah, these two white boys, they're just going to go out onto the hill and they're going to, they're, mm-hmm. you know, instead of shooting cans, it's just like, oh, well, let's just, let's just uh, hassle some some brown people yes because uh, that's what we do like colorado <laughs> proud <Great>. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the uh the wikipedia consensus says that they moved uh, largely because of environmental instability mm-hmm. uh due to drought uh but they also <laughs> hint at some social instability mm-hmm. so it could have been just like right now uh yep. so great job um christy i'm gonna give you four points and Steve, I'm going to give you five points because I oh. think uh, anytime we can call out white people, it's yeah. for the better. Yeah, um, probably true. I know my answer for the rest of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking white people. Um, what do you love about Colorado? Oh, oh. The, oh no, to too many white people. Um, it's time to play our first game. It's time to play Fuck, Mary Kill. So both of you will have a shot at this. Christy. Would you like to fuck, marry, or kill the following three Colorado tourist trap slash, uh, I don't know, something like that. I can't okay. think of what the other word is. Attractions? Attractions. Thank you. That's, a, You're that's exactly the word I was looking for. Um, so, yeah, uh, your options are Casa Bonita, Piney Town, and North Pole Colorado's Santa's Workshop. Oh, shit. So uh, tell me which, which of those you're going to fuck, which you're going to marry, and which you're going to kill. Um, honestly, uh, uh, I'll say uh, fuck Costa Bonita because who hasn't want to have had, who hasn't wanted to have sex in Black Bart's cave? Um, true. <laughs> or yeah. like under the chlorine smelling waterfall. It feels um, more like chlorine than it does chlorine, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I will, um, I will, I'll, I'll marry Tiny Town. Uh, I think it's cool. It's really, uh, really, just a what a random weird thing. Um, Plus, attention to detail yeah. is important in a marriage, in a long-term relationship. Yes. And yes. they really have crafted those tiny <sighs> houses. True. And it's nice yeah. to feel big. You know. it is yeah, right somebody like, somebody who makes feels- you feel bigger than you are that's what that's what everybody's looking for yes it just yeah it feels empowering you feel like you could you know godzilla your way out of there and then i'll say i'll say kill uh the north pole thing but only because it can only be a, an attraction and an and a draw during that short period of time of the year you know it, it's not as big of a draw the whole year round where the other two just offer so much fun uh you know year round 300 days a year they come out with the sunshine those other two so i love it very good (laughs) steve which one are you gonna fuck which will you marry and which will you kill same three yep same three kill casmanita easy okay (laughs) (laughs) nobody Uh, wants to pay 22 dollars to eat garbage and have to (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, and so I actually have been there within the last few years, and it smells bad. The food is terrible. Uh, the cliff divers hate their jobs. You can tell that they are miserable, and they would rather be diving in a high school anywhere. They just uh, kind of wish that no one would fill the pool. Like, just let me end it. Yeah. Did, it yeah. did it close down, or is that just like a thing I, I read? Are they closing down because of COVID, like forever? I saw I saw an article recently that said that they're debating whether they can stay open or not. Ugh. I feel like they've got to have a sweetheart lease, though, because I I mean that place is always kind of full, but like, they, well, the guy owns it. The guy owns it because oh, he owns the property. Yeah. yeah so it wasn't like Casa Bonita was supposed to be like kind of a chain, and some mm-hmm. shit went down with the other one. So he just has this one, and when the other ones all went out of business, he kind of just said fuck it, and it's like letting. It's all on cruise control at Casa Bonita at this point. Yeah. And, and it Oh, shows. yeah. He hasn't invested in that place since <laughs> yeah. 72. So. I hear there's other rooms that like you can't see anymore. And like it's a weird place. If you were to walk around there without the lights on, you would be like, this is a horror movie for sure. I think I like oh, it yeah. because they have a ton of things that have like, CB oh, on it. Yes. They have a they have a ton of things with the monogram CB on it and that's my name and I'm always like I should get some of these. <laughs> it is a that's a cheap way to get personal yes. monogram stuff. Yeah. yeah. Another reason to kill Casa Bonita. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got fucking Mary left. What are you going to do, Steve? I would fuck Santa's pole because that's the gift <laughs> that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> presence you know, sugar daddy status uh they have some reindeer too you know let them in to watch and uh, i would definitely marry tiny town uh because it's adorable yeah. it's so cute and it's been a long time since i've been there but I, they already have their own home you know like it's like if you're gonna marry somebody they have a yeah. lot of property yeah <laughs> Yeah, you know, for, the, for them it's a hell for you, it's an inch, but uh-huh. either way. Uh, <laughs> I have to be honest, I've never been to the North Pole place. Oh, I yeah, no, either. I mean, I, I don't think I've actually, well, maybe I've been once. I I just remembered it's it's advertised pretty uh, thoroughly when you're going south on I-25 toward yeah. Colorado Springs. Because um, I think it's just like off of Monument Hill, maybe west or something. Mm-hmm. I don't even mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as far as tiny town goes, I mean, think about uh, if if uh, if three hundred square feet in Denver is worth like two hundred and seventy thousand dollars, then yeah. certainly uh, a, a four by five full standing house with no HOA has got to be worth at least twenty. It's furnished 20, too. I mean, oh, man. yeah, yeah. Huh. You know, everything you need there. You got a church. You got a grocery mm-hmm. store. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I yeah you have a you have a, a skyscraper situation I'm pretty sure I can't there's, even remember there is definitely I think there's like a, a um, an Empire State Building replica there or something similar mm-hmm. yeah I mean you get to you get to deal with your own ego you get to also sort of experience a world that's semi manageable because you're bigger than everything that's yes. kind of cool oh that yeah. does feel good um, uh, the side thing is my one of my friends growing up uh, Jeremy uh, was the sheriff. Uh, at uh, Casa Bonita, who would, you know, pursue <laughs> Black Bart. And then uh, he never had to dive himself. So I guess it was a version of that where he just shoots Black Bart and he dives into the water. Because there are multiple iterations. <laughs> of course, of the sheriff shoots the black. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how it works. And no charges are filed regardless <laughs> no, of the ability. No. 
so yeah, great work on Fuck, Mary Kill. Uh, two points each. You were both absolutely correct. And now it's time for round number three. Perfect. And uh, so, Steve, do you have a vague idea about the Gregory load? Oh, yeah. That was, uh, that was over at Trax Nightclub. That was uh, <laughs> a, wild, a wild night one night. Uh, just a bunch of Gregory's got together and made a load. Uh, no, I have absolutely no clue. I've never heard of that. Um, I would say that it was um, a really big load of laundry when all the uh, Native Americans left Mesa Verde. They had to go to the river and wash all of their laundry, and so it was a very big load. Mm-hmm. All right. That, I mean, that would be a lot of laundry. and It would be a lot of laundry, yes. And back then, you got a washboard. You're not even, you don't even have a bluegrass band. You're just trying to clean your clothes. I mean... That's a tradition in Colorado. There's still so many apartments in Colorado that don't have in in unit laundry services. So it's just it's very it's what we do. I'm sorry I said that. No, <laughs> hey, we're leaving it in. So Christy, the Gregory load. Um, not exactly sure, but I think it's probably um. It's probably the first vein of gold for the gold rush or silver, um, one of the two. But it's the thing that probably kicked off our gold rush, I would assume. Very good. That very good. I mean, that's that's. It didn't kick it off, but it saved our gold rush. Oh, there we uh, go. John H. Gregory in May on May sixth of eighteen fifty nine discovered uh, a load of gold um, that that basically just made Colorado a place to be again. Uh, I do believe so, that he was washing his laundry in the river when he found it. <laughs> he's like, wait a second. <laughs> These whites aren't getting whiter. They're getting golder. Gold in my whites. And they're like, oh, panning for gold. This is how you do it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but like 100,000 people came to Colorado to find more gold. But because, you know, there wasn't, there's never that much. It's always kind of a little bit of gold. About two thirds of them went back home, and they declared the whole thing as a Pikes Peak hoax. Um, so that's so that's fun. Uh, but yeah, Gregory later, you know, just kind of basically uh, established Central City uh, down to Blackhawk and and Clear Creek, just nice. because this gold happened, and that's that's part of why our state has the the fun little gambling towns they have now. Yay! Yeah. Nice. It's great work. Uh, one point each for the Gregory load. And uh, Steve, do you have a vague idea about the Sand Creek Massacre? Oh, I did bring it up. One. I brought it up. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, Southern Colorado. I so one time when I was like a kid, my sister was in marching band, and they had like a um, uh, a tournament, if you will, down in Albuquerque. And so when we were driving back. Uh, my parents want to stop because it's pretty it's not very far off of the highway on i-25 uh in southern colorado so they want to stop and i as a eight-year-old child had never been more bored in my life until that moment uh, <laughs> uh it was you know the, uh some white people again uh blame the white people uh, <laughs> yeah no uh, we're terrible basically slaughtered a bunch of native americans and I don't know exactly why, other than they just didn't like them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but very brutal. I, I want to say upwards of 300 mm-hmm. people were slaughtered. 
and it was it was only like it was only like 20 people that did all of it it was very one-sided where if they really fought back they could have won but they were peaceful people well most of them were women and children so that's yeah. why they didn't fight back uh but women yeah. and kids fight too i Come mean on. they could but I mean, they were like sitting ducks basically they weren't prepared to be uh they, were prepared. they weren't even ready to get killed i don't even know what's <laughs> wrong with them but uh uh yeah and i think there was actually like a big debate about the statue of one of the people in that the sand creek um because massacre yeah. because he was like apparently like some sort of civil war hero or whatever but then he was also in charge of of leading the sand creek massacre um so they recently recently took that statue down or were talking about it and it was a big debate thing yeah, yeah. that's the one that they toppled at the Capitol, i think and yeah. i'm not sure if it actually was depicting this person or not but yeah yeah, it's 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 you know, I mean, it, it, honestly, it's a dark piece of American history. I mean, it's it it happened in Colorado. It's uh, you know, it's one of those weird, uh, awful things. So yeah, um, John Chivington is the leader of the Third uh, Colorado Cavalry, who mm-hmm. marched in and just decimated Cheyenne and Arapaho tribes people. Um, killing up to 500 people. We don't have great records because we probably didn't keep a lot because it could be way more than that, honestly. Yeah. It's the sort of thing that we didn't track those things. But yeah, it was all of, it was like a, a an, an army of 700 cavalry members against oh, there was a, lot. a total of like 200 possibly uh, quote unquote warriors um, from those Cheyenne and Arapaho tribes. Yeah, just just one of those like horrible gross things that happened it here. Um, and it's part of a series of events known as the Colorado War, which is an interesting thing. Just basically that between 1864 and 65, the US was just uh, still fighting Native Americans. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, that's around Civil War time too, which is interesting because it gets paved over for that very reason. We don't talk about it because it's not super high profile in that way. Right. Yeah. Um, well- that's all I that's all Ken Burns the West. You turn it on, you're like, ooh, this is gonna be good. And then it's just like dead Indians, dead Indians. And you're like, oh my yeah. God, we're horrible. This yeah. country is drenched in blood. Ugh. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah, it's it's honestly it's no wonder why we have uh the constant sort of problems of identity and everything we have, because mm-hmm. we are. We're we we kind of cheated our way to the top, we hurried everything up. We killed a lot of people yeah. along the way. And then it's like, well, wait, why isn't everybody just cool with it? Yeah. Right. Because, because we're all haunted, probably. Um, Seriously. This place know? is haunted for sure. Yeah. Yep. Like, it, it, it all is. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, great, great work on that. Uh, Christy, I'm going to give you two points and Steve one point. And uh, now it's time for our second game. It is time to play Recast. Aren't we excited? Uh, so, in Recast, I'm going to give you the title of a movie as well as the two uh, actors I want you to recast for a new version of said film. Um, <laughs> there are no, uh, no, no uh, restrictions around era or anything, so you can pick people from the 1800s, people from the... Hell, if you can make up somebody convincing from the future, they can be cast in this movie. Perfect. Uh, well, the film, Christy, we'll start with you, is The Shining by Stanley Kubrick, which okay. takes place in the mountains of Colorado. And you'll be recasting Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall. Ooh, great. Um, 
So I actually think uh, that a great person to play uh, Shelley Duvall's part uh, now would be uh, Margot Robbie. Oh, man, she is just like a chameleon. That I want to see her play somebody ugly. I love would love that very much. Um, and then for uh, Jack Nicholson, whoof, man. Who would be fun to watch for that? Um, dang, who am I even? I can't even think of anybody right now. I, it's such an important question, you know. So it's just like, oh yeah, because you gotta so, be, you gotta be sinister. Yeah, it's like, in a way coming, that's who's coming confusing. up in a way that yeah yeah sinister in a way that is confusing uh, for sure. I have, can I say it or no? What say it? Well, you, yeah, you're going to get a chance at the same one, Steve. What's so, yours? Yeah, yeah two yeah. years, and maybe I'll think of my Jack Nicholson. Uh, I would go Brian Cranston for sure. For Ooh, sure. Cranston is an awesome. That is that is an excellent. Ah. Holy he's shit! Just, like he's got that crazy enough. Like he can go from like I'm just a normal dude to crazy and psychopathic like that. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you turned Heisenberg on for this, it would be that would be very cool. Yeah, which is why I would have Shelley Duvall played by Aaron Paul. But uh, it's really more of a Breaking Bad mashup with The Shining at that point. Mm. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's still great. Yeah, very cool. Christy, what do you think? Yes, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, uh, I haven't, like, I don't know if this age-wise makes sense, but I think it's okay still. I think he would still... Um, do it, but uh, I think it would be fun to watch Billy Bob Thornton do that part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or an Edward Norton. Edward Norton's really oh man, yeah. As well. I mean, Edward Norton yeah. would be great, but the movie would never get finished, probably. No, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think uh, yeah, I mean, in, unless you wanted to go kind of a, a fun way with it, and then you would do uh, Jerry Seinfeld and. Um, and probably Honestly, let's see ashton kutcher and mila kunis in there let's oh there you go yeah that's fun <laughs> both play oh. <laughs> a part they've never played uh, i love it i love it um yeah so so uh three points each thank you did you see did you, did you see dr sleep no. i haven't yet but i really i really want yeah. to was it good did you like it i yeah oh i think it's great i think it's uh very different from the shining in its own way and it's brilliant in terms of like not being the shining that you would like people this thing is when it's a sequel people want the same thing as the original and it is not that which is why i liked it um, yeah but there is there is an actress that plays shelly's part because obviously uh Kath, she couldn't be recast for that part but she did a great job too as shelly uh nice. I don't, but that's who i would probably pick but Right the on. Good movie. That's the point yeah. of this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I, and I think like you, you and McGregor's good in pretty much everything, and it, 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 yeah. We we're gonna watch it at some point. It's a, it's it's been on the list. Um, great, very good. And now from the makers of Palm ou Palm de Terre, it's La Chose Française Arbitraire. That's the arbitrary French thing, and the only thing that's French about it is the name. So I'm going to ask you both a question that pertains to Colorado. Uh, it's completely arbitrary. Why not? And we'll just see what we say. So, so uh, Christy, sure. John Denver okay. is not from Colorado, but he wrote a song titled Rocky Mountain High. How do you feel about both John Denver 
and that song. Oh man. Uh, well, um, in in uh, fifth grade, I was in a choir, in choir, and that is when I was introduced to the musical stylings of John Denver, uh, and we had to do a medley. <laughs> John Denver medley so it went from one song to another song to another song so you were like you were like country road take me home to the place I belong and then you were like Rockin' Mountain (laughs) and it was like just cut West Virginia um, right out of it yes yeah Yeah. no no yeah um they were uh so uh you know how I feel about it um, thank you for bringing uh, more notoriety to our state. You get it. He was a cool. He got it. He was like, Colorado is cool. Uh, you know, I'm going to stake my whole life on it. And then he did. He did. He really did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't crash uh, here. He didn't but... crash here. But, I mean, the mountains <laughs> clearly took his uh, cultural appropriation personally. So yeah, they're like, uh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna conquer the skies as long as we're around. Nope. Nope. Rocky Mountain skies, huh? Well, we'll show you. We'll show you. Where did he crash? I don't even know. Um, let's see. He crashed in California. Oh, okay. Uh, in Monterey Bay near Pacific Grove. It, it messes you up when the mountains are in the east. You yeah. know, you're like, what? <laughs> well, and, he, and his ashes are scattered to the Rocky Mountains, so his ashes were probably like, wait, go that way. And then he was like, oh, no. And then it just, mm-hmm. you know. That's an asshole it's crazy, you know. He just yeah. works for ashes, too. You just stand up there, it's going both ways. <laughs> uh, Steve, how do you feel about John Denver and the song Rocky Mountain High? I don't care for the song. John Denver was not, I'm not a fan of John Denver. That guy was full of shit, man. <laughs> to quote Dumb and Dumber, that John Denver was full of shit. Uh, in terms of uh, musicians that have died in an airplane, uh, Aaliyah, obviously, much better as a musician. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. People, there's like, there's obviously the, like the John Denver thing is like a, a generational thing, really. Like, uh, and he doesn't, if you look at like some of those musicians from the past, like a lot of them still uh, transfer down to younger generations. Like there's kids in high school that love the Beatles. Nobody really gives a shit about John Denver. Nobody's like, oh, damn, have you heard? Have yeah. You heard yeah, no. And, like, have I, you guys jammed out to Sunshine on My Shoulders Makes Me Happy today? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, and I'm like, okay, so you love Colorado, and it is beautiful, and I agree with that. And anybody could say that shit, especially when you are like, oh, yeah, take me back to West Virginia. I love the Rocky Mountains. It's beautiful. Purple Mountain Majesty. Get me on that country road, you know. Mm-hmm. He, he. I really do think John Denver was fairly fraudulent. It's pretty easy to fall in love with like the beauty of Colorado. Uh, he could write a song. I could. I have a joke talking shit about him. You know, everybody can write. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there's a way, and I mean, and I'm, and I, and I will say, like I, I have been a fan of Weezer in my life, and I'm still a fan of their mm-hmm. their older work. But there's a way that it's like he's kind of like Rivers and John Denver kind of have a similar thing, which is, well, we can both write music about things that appeal to people and we'll figure out the algorithm and we'll do it. And John Denver's folk music always sort of feels that way. Right. Like it's Mm -hmm. okay. well, how do we how do we hit the lowest common denominator on people who want to love America 
and have a song that they don't have to be able to dance to, but everybody can sing to it because all you got to do is talk loud. And Put you're on good. your tinted sunglasses and light a dube. Yeah. You even smoke yeah. weed. Like, that's the thing. Yeah, he probably is a fraud. Well, so that's it's an interesting thing about, as I was researching this, so there was a controversy around this because there is a, a plaque, I think in Aspen, about the song Rocky Mountain High. But on the plaque, they removed the sections of the song where they talk about passing a pipe around. Oh, my God. They cut that out of the lyrics. That is for, so Colorado. You know, for patrician fear of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, do either of you know John Denver's real name? Oh, it's not even close. It's – I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't either. It's like Jason Stevens or something dumb. Anyways. His name is Henry John Duchendorf Jr. Nailed it. Yeah. Duchendorf. 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 Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting it. because it is so closely associated with Colorado. Regardless, like we'll never get away from it. Um, well, that's but how much of that is because he went with the name Denver. Like, there's no like Denver, Maine, or anything. Yeah, like, did he? He didn't like. Did he live here ever? Like. I'm sure he had like a second home in the mountains, but like it, you know, yeah. he was never Aspen or John Keystone, which would make more yeah. sense. It was Denver, which I don't think he ever spent time in like the city of Denver. He went to the mountains all the time. Did you know that in 1974, he was named Poet Laureate of the state of Colorado? Oh, God. That's because oh. Ginsburg wasn't available yet. Yeah. Right? It's like, we, we don't have anybody good. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, I mean, because I, I grew up with a lot of my parents' music, and this was never that, because it's sort of not, it's not daring, it's just milk toast yeah. music. It's not, yeah. it's not bad, it's just like... No risk. Yeah, I mean, bad, anybody, I anybody can paint a beautiful landscape that shows the environment with nothing going on. Give me, give me some action, give me some fire, I give me some energy. Rocks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and he died in a plague crash. So there you go. Uh, great yeah. job. Uh, two points each. Thank for you. La Chose Francais Arbitraire. And uh, now, you know, we're going into the final topic. Oof. And I don't want to startle or scare anyone, but you are tied currently with 19 points each. Uh, wow. That literally all of the marbles are on the line. And uh, as everyone knows who listens to the show, I send a 72-pound bag of marbles to the winner every week. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it it's is... It's highly coveted price. Yeah. And it's... it's, uh, it's you know, COD. So you have to pay for it to receive it. Um, but yeah, I'm to do during the next shutdown. So get good at marbles. Yeah. I, the problem is, is the person I hired to deliver it is T1000 from the movie Terminator two. So he will yeah. pursue you until he makes his delivery. Uh, That's actually the most part, the best part of the gift really. Yeah. Just <laughs> chased. Just, mm-hmm. just, just getting a little Robert Patrick. Just feel alive again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah so for the for the final topic uh steve we'll start with you uh do you have a vague idea about beulah red marble oh i want to say that that is uh the type of rock that is in uh not grand junction but uh it's you drive up by 70 the glenwood springs glenwood canyon i want to say is what that is no, marble? No, that's not that at all. It's red marble? It is Baylor Red Marble is the yeah. uh it's probably a very big export from Colorado because of the weird uh like rock structures we have. We have all sorts of rocks. 
So I'm going to say it's like a, it's an export that we have that is probably very well liked overseas, but nobody here cares for it. Great. Okay. Uh, Christy, what can you add about <laughs> Viola Red Bull? Um, is a big deal. Uh, I think that it's actually, it is an export, but it has been um, inlaid into the state capital into the into dia i think and maybe even the white house it's been a big thing uh for like government buildings and stuff they 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 import that that ish in and uh <laughs> coveted for these big buildings and stuff so i don't know so it's it's, a, it's an ish board is what you're saying yeah it's a big deal uh that we do i don't know if it's in the red canyon i would think it's on the i would say it's on the western slope though yeah, um, you know, you you both did really, really well, but I, I'm gonna like I'm gonna have to give an extra point to Christy because she mentioned the state capitol. So here's here's the wild history of this. Um, we in 1893 discovered uh, this kind of just strange pink marble in a quarry, um, and they basically said, okay, cool, we're gonna use this for the state capitol building. So a lot of the appointments inside the state capitol are made of this uh, Beulah red marble. Um, it was also used in, in limited supply in something called the old McClellan library, which I'm not super familiar with. And also the Pueblo County courthouse uh, mm -hmm. just for their fireplace. Now what's wild is they used all of it up. So all of the, all of the uh, Beulah red marble that exists in the world is inside the Colorado state Capitol at this point, And that little bit in that fireplace in Pueblo. Um, so it's a, it was just wild, weird little detail um i think it's it's just interesting it's interesting when we gobble up natural resources without thinking huh isn't that fun oh, yes <laughs> yes but that's um, crazy that's that, thing. Like, how little of it was there that that's the only that's crazy that we found it and that was it like dinosaur bones mm -hmm. just like oh yeah probably not finding any more of these oh yeah yeah i mean it's it's it, it is it is ultimately the way that we've treated water as a state since uh since we found it as well water rights and law water law in colorado is like a whole thing man it is intense yeah you we know? don't get we don't get any play there's no chinatown about our water our water no. law but it's just as confusing and terrible it is it is man the people trying to control the rio grande is like in the colorado river yeah. like whoa you know it's gonna be important soon is all i'm saying oh yeah it's no we're warming it already is yeah yeah no we're gonna be um it's going to be Mad Max out here pretty, pretty, pretty soon. Um, yeah. So uh, with this, with this marble, it took them six years total from 1894 to 1900 to cut, polish, and install all the marble in the state capital. Um, so that's very exciting. Uh, Christy, two points. Steve, one point. And, uh, and, you know, this is the part of the show that I, I really, I hate the most because this means that I have to say, that one of you is a winner, and that means that one of you is a loser. But obviously, uh, I'm um, a loser. Fine, I, I, I blew it. <laughs> he knows. He know. knows. In Very in times nice like these, it. it's just so it's so tragic to declare anyone uh, not successful. You know, we're we're all raised on trophies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah. So, so my mantle is made out of red marble. So yeah, so so Christy, you're our winner of this week's thank show you. with twenty one points. Oh, thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. So yes. Um I'm I'm I'll I'll send you uh I'll send you a, an invoice for the marble delivery. 
Yes. And yeah. uh, and then we can we can get that taken care of. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug? Oh, great. Um, hmm. Please give me a job. I'll probably need it. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably need it. Comedy probably won't be back. Um, I teach comedy at Rise Comedy Theater. Uh, and so if you want to learn how to do stand-up before you get up there, uh, or you're already doing it and you think you're not doing it right, um, I can help. So um, sign up there. They also do improv classes and a bunch of other screenwriting stuff, and they're bringing a lot of different classes. So if that's your jam, check them out at Rise Comedy Theater. I have a question, though. What is your guys' favorite thing? Like, what's your favorite attraction in Colorado? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I would say Rocks. Red yeah. Rocks, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Red Rocks is a really good one. I mean, I, you, it's it's like nowhere else for seeing music. I for mean, sure. everything sounds amazing there. I mean, even like all the times when they, you know, film on the rocks and stuff, like movies are fun there in a way yeah. that they are no, they're unlike anywhere else. Especially if you get, if you get those, those fun situations where Red Rocks is somehow just the eye of, uh, of a thunderstorm ring where you just have like oh, a yeah. light show all around you while somebody's yeah. playing and it's not raining on you and you're just getting like this, this great vibe. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. Um, it is cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably the best one. Like if you're going to see one, I would never tell anybody to go see another one first. That's for sure. I always, I, I'm a big fan of the great sand dunes. I've had some, you know, I haven't gone there in, a, in, in probably 10 years, but I mean, I had a lot of fun camping trips with friends in, in high school and, and college down there. And it's, and it's also, it's one of those things where it's just like, Oh, weird. Um, science and nature are crazy. Because you just have the right amount of wind and the right amount of uh, of erosion, and suddenly you you literally just have like a tiny little uh, movie style desert in the middle yeah. of a place where it's just basically a bowl of mountains and yeah. regular greenery, and you got that, and you you've got that uh, creek slash river that runs through it that's beautiful. Yes. Um, that's a cool spot. I my favorite is Waterworld. <laughs> Waterworld. <laughs> Oh, I'm not boy. really though. I love it, and I miss it. I miss you, Waterworld. I miss oh you. yeah. If I tell people like what to go see. I would probably be like, go see the basement of DIA and focus on the family in the Springs. Those yeah. are the yeah. two places. Yeah. They don't go check that. It's great. Yeah, you'll love. Yes. Yes. Uh, Steve, do you have anything to plug? I'm gonna take over the hosting duties from here. Apparently. All right. Me. <laughs> uh, Rotating Tap Comedy is all beer-based comedy, and though we might not have live shows in November and December, we still will be putting out lots of content, uh, podcasts. We're going to have, like, comedians reviewing beer on our Instagram page. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can just follow Rotating Tap Comedy on social media. Yes. Great. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I you know, uh, thank you both for taking the time to be on the show. Um, and hey, Thank you for being uh, from Colorado, you know? Oh, Thanks welcome. for being from here. My pleasure. Hashtag native. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some, it, it's a tough job and somebody's got to do it, you know? Yep. Who's going to be as uh, active, ruggedly attractive, mm -hmm. intelligent, uh, proto-libertarian as yeah. we could yeah. possibly be? Um, you know, we're... Do you we're... feel like you guys can tell? Can you, do you feel like you can tell when someone's a native? Um, uh, sometimes, like, I, I don't know. I don't really, 
I don't, I don't think about it too much. I mean, it, yeah. unless it's an accent thing, like I, I can usually tell just because we don't have an accent at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, part of the, I mean, it's weird because Nate, like you said, like a lot of our culture is just coming from other cultures. Mm-hmm. And so it is kind of hard for me to tell at this point, like who's from here. Mm. Uh, unless the, like the accent, if it's not a call, if it's not a bland accent, if it's like, I am, no, I'm visiting, it's like pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah sure. sure. <laughs> like that obvious Floridian that you just I did. I feel like I can of. tell, like they're, they've had this lack of oxygen for their whole lives and they like slump in a certain way. I feel like I can tell. <laughs> Like our bones are like somehow more hollow. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I can tell. I don't know why, but but I'm happy everyone else has moved here. I need you to come to my comedy shows. So yeah, thank you. yeah, we want some we want some good energy. I think the the biggest tell probably is anybody who is trying to get a new uh, shortened acronym of a neighborhood name started. Because um, I've seen I, I've seen uh, several like things taped to to. Uh, street lights and stuff like that where they're trying to get like just different names for neighborhoods going i mean especially i think i posted on facebook recently something like is denco a thing now the the idea that someone's gonna start calling it denco they love to move they love to move in and they're like they didn't have any culture we'll bring it and we're like okay okay, iowa we don't need your help everything's fine sobo rhino lodo foco Mm -hmm. Boco, that's another one. Oh, Boco? Man. Oh. Sobro. Boy. South Broadway, Sobro. I don't know if you guys... Ugh. Anyways, well, this was so fun. Thank you. So, yeah, thank, thank you both for being on the show. This is, yeah. this is a pleasure. Uh, I'm glad we were able to do this and to test your knowledge of our, of our great state. Um, listeners, if you like this podcast, please uh, subscribe, rate, and review us on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. That's... That's super helpful. People need to know that we exist and that we uh, are trying to do something. Whatever this is, I don't know anymore. I mean, uh, we didn't talk about it too much, but what's the point? We'll find out in three to eight months. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, otherwise, you can follow us on social media, at uh, A Vague Idea Pod on Twitter, at A Vague Idea Podcast on Instagram, and uh, through the A Vague Idea Podcast online group thing on Facebook, where you can play Pomu Pom de Terre online pretty much every week. And uh, uh, also, if you like our theme song, check out Michael J. O'Connor's music at michaeljoconnor.bandcamp.com. He is a very talented musician who has done uh, well more than write our fabulous theme. Um, But otherwise, uh, you know, uh, Christy, Steve, we've all had a vague idea about Colorado, which I mean, that's one, it makes it makes sense. We better because we we've all lived here for, you know, uh, nigh on three decades and more. Um, And that's a good thing. Are you guys, Steve, are you going anywhere to watch the Nuggets game tonight? <laughs> I only ask because it's very yeah. applicable. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a hugely important Nuggets game, too. Um, because they love sevens this year. Uh, okay. But, yeah. So, we, we all had a big idea about Colorado. And that is a good thing because the devil is in the details. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
A Vague Idea is written and produced by me, Nate Regolian, Shannon Page, and sometimes John Peros. Information about topics often come from Wikipedia, so hey, why not donate a bit to that? Sound effects are Creative Commons public domain. If you like this podcast, tell a few people, and subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen. And if you happen to like reading science fiction, check out the small press I started with my friend Sean Grokowski. You can find Spaceboy books at readspaceboy.com. 